Welcome back to Why Two Kids. My name is Patrick. My name is Taylor. And happy first birthday, Taylor. Happy first birthday, Patrick. And happy first birthday, Why Two Kids. We were originally going to call this our one-year birthday spectacular, um, our first anniversary. And then it dawned on me, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really worry about anniversaries. Maybe it's your parents' anniversary. Maybe it's your, your grandparents' anniversary, something like that. But that doesn't mean anything to you. You don't celebrate anniversaries. What you celebrate is birthdays. So this is our first birthday. We've got our balloons. We've got our kazoos. We've got our pointy party hats. And we are celebrating one year of Y2 Kids. Yes. And um, to celebrate, we thought we'd go all out with our snack of the week and have a whole delicious meal. <laughs> Patrick, would you like to tell the folks at home what we're, what we're, what we're eating? So we are finally, after a year... We are eating cake cuisine. We thought that would be a good choice uh, because, well, number one, it's in like the bio of our podcast on Spotify and stuff, and we still have yet to actually do it. It's been hard to find. You know, it it was it was like in the bottom shelf, shoved underneath something in, in the grocery store. We finally found it at, um, but it's something that we both were super into as kids. And because of its sort of exclusivity, now we figured now would be a good time to bust it out. Uh, especially considering that what used to be the brownie is now apparently chocolate cake with sprinkles, and that feels very birthday. Yes. Um, I also remember pudding. Oh, the pu- the pudding was like, you know, Gross. you had to like micro the pudding so it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would be like just like chocolate, I don't know, soup. Just like lava. Yeah, chocolate soup. I don't know. It was, always, it was never very good. I liked um, it. I mean, I liked it, but it was not like good in retrospect. Um. I feel like I remember getting the fish sticks meal, our uh, finding it. They only had one kid cuisine. And let me take you through the menu real quick. It is popcorn, chicken, and fries, corn, which the corn threw me back. I didn't see the corn on the box, and then I was like, oh, shit, I remember the corn. Um, but we do also have a memory of mac and cheese being inside. Yeah, where the hell is the mac and cheese? Or I don't know. Um, and then so it's popcorn, chicken, and fries, corn, and, of course, our birthday cake. I do want to note that when we were kids, the chicken was not popcorn chicken. I'm pretty sure it was little chicken nuggies. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So it's gone through some revisions, and now whatever Mr. Kid Cuisine's name is, the little penguin guy, he's all cool and hip and CG now. He used to have like a cool penguin mohawk, but now he's just kind of like a dweeb. So what was what is your connection to Kid Cuisine? Oh, I love this shit. I mean, I ate it all the time as a kid, all the time. So I did not eat it a ton. Um, my mom is into her health goals. This is the single mother special. Um, what do you? What, oh, like were you eating it a lot? Yeah. Um, my mom. My, first of all, my mom cooked a lot, so she didn't like to buy food that you know like needed to be microwaved because why? She would just cook food. Um, but also my mom. My mom, she's not an almond mom, okay? I don't want to say that she's an almond mom because that's definitely not true. She um, She's not. I mean, like, she she eats unhealthy. Like, we don't – she's not, like, a handful of almonds person. Like, we eat full meals all the time. It's just that she tries to keep them healthy. Um, So, uh, but, yeah, basically she didn't love when I would eat these, and she always used to tell me it was too expensive. But then I went to the store and they were two bucks, and I they went, were like two nineteen when we bought them today. And I was, and that's with inflation. And so I was like, I don't think that they were too expensive. I think my mom didn't want me eating them. <laughs> I think she wanted me to eat um, the non microwavable food. 
But no no shade uh, to those who ate it a lot. Just oh, plenty of white two kids. I mean, listen, my myself mom just included. lied to me. So. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah the con artist over like, here. I, like I would eat the like multi grain hot pockets. Like that's the oh kind my. of like. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's. I can't listen to this anymore. I have a freshly microwave cake cuisine in front of me. I'm going. I'm going for the corn. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have an almond mom. I'm starting with the corn. Um. <laughs> I started with the chicken. It tastes exactly like I remember it. And I, I dipped it in ketchup because although I don't really do ketchup now, it is like the condiment I will go to last. And if anything, it's probably just with fries on, you know, my annual ketchup day. Uh, but it's perfect here in, in completing the, the full picture. The corn's actually pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, It's actually like nice and sweet and... Better than some of the steam freshes, like steam fresh <laughs> corns we get. It's actually pretty good. Um, I also did ketchup. If I was being really authentic, it would be sweet baby rays. Oh my we used God. to buy it in a giant jug from Costco. See, I'm like it, you can't have an almond mom and buy the bulk sweet baby rays. Like you know, it, it's it ebbs and flows. But spilling corn all over the place. The chicken, the chicken's also not as heinous as I would have thought. Heinous. Yeah. I don't know. Mystery meat freaks me out. It's not bad. No, I'm saying it's like pretty good. This is this is literally our dinner tonight, folks. So. Yeah, this is knocking Lunchables out of the park. I mean, like Lunchables were nasty when we retried them. There's only one thing that we've eaten that's like more of a meal, and as we reflect, we haven't even talked about what we're doing on this episode, but we are reflecting back on one year of the show. As we do that, do you remember, like, the one meal that we've had? Actually, no, two meals, both very early on in the show. We did Long John Silver's. Yes. Um, I don't remember another meal. Happy Meals. Oh, that's right, that's right. That it was, Wow, that is throwing me back. Um, yeah, that was cool. We should do these more. So this is actually not the only snack we should do these more. I don't know, but, I mean, it is like a $2 dinner. <laughs> Um, I no to clarify, I'm not saying we should buy these ever again. I'm just uh, saying um, like I don't know. Should, it's a two dollar dinner. No, we should do more meals. That's true. That is not, however, the only thing that we have, folks. Uh, keen listeners may remember that last week on our Spider-Man double feature, I said that I had a snack, and Taylor went, "Nope, I have my own," <laughs> and kind of pushed mine to the side. Well, we're about to go on vacation. My snack was going to go bad if we didn't have it. So. We are washing down our kid cuisines tonight with Nestle Sensations cereal flavored milk. Can I politely request that I finish my food first and then use that to wash my brownie down? <laughs> no, no, no. The brownies are the very last thing. Yeah, I don't want to. You really want me to drink Fruit Loop cereal milk and after my popcorn chicken? Y- yeah. Yeah. Really what we should have done, if you had a, if you want a true white 2 kids day, we should have started with this as like our breakfast. Yeah, that's true. So, guys, here's the deal. I know that I'm not going to like this. I mean, it might taste good, but I do not drink milk. Uh, it just freaks me out. So I also have a backup drink of my own, uh, and that is when I take one sip of the Fruit Loops and one sip of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch milk and then move on. Um, it's a Pepsi. 
because again, I'm telling you, I did not have an almond mom. We always had Pepsi in the house. My mom is a diehard Pepsi stan. Okay. You will never catch Coke in the house. Doesn't matter if it was on sale, nothing. We are a Pepsi family. My mom still keeps Pepsi in the house. She swears it, it, it will, um, like relieve any ailment. I mean, like, does your head hurt? Maybe you need a Pepsi. And like, does your stomach hurt? The carbonation will help. Do you have indigestion? The carbonation will definitely help drink a Pepsi. Like my mom, like, like the big fat Greek wedding when they say like, oh, put some Windex on it. That's Pepsi for my mom. So, uh, this drink is, you know, 7-Eleven and it's just, like we said, it's cereal flavored milk. You say you're not going to like it. It smells just like Fruit Loops. You were killing the cereal milk when we had cereal on our last episode. Everybody knows it's different in the bowl. Well, is it going to be? That's what we have to find out. I can guarantee you it is not going to be good enough for me to want to drink 14 fluid ounces. I don't expect you <laughs> to drink 28 fluid ounces. Okay, let me let me check. Oh, let me check. Let me check. It's still good. Well, on I start, first of all, I'm starting with the Fruit Loops. Um, let's see if it's good. Um, mm, it does taste just like Fruit Loops. Like it's very Fruit Loopy. Hold on, let me try the cinnamon toast crunch. You try the fruit. I was about to say I don't get to try. Okay, here's the Fruit Loops. Smells exactly yeah. like Fruit Loops. No. Mm. Well, I wouldn't say it tastes like it. No, see, my first sip, I was like, yeah, that doesn't really taste like it. But then the aftertaste is very Fruit Loopsy to me. I don't know. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going five out of ten on this one. Really? I would go like, in terms of like authenticity, I'd go like a seven and a half. No. Yeah. No. This also smells exactly like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It almost smells like... Like you can even like smell the butter that would be on the French toast. Like it's it's pretty it's a pretty nuanced. I have never in my life thought about cinnamon toast crunch as French toast. Yeah, I know that's what it is, but I never go like, oh, the butter. All right, this is ooh the syrup. This is cinnamilk, as they call it. So let's try it. Mm. Oh, I give it like a four out of ten. It's very, like, it tastes like it, but it's also, like, LaCroix. Like, it's, like, just an essence of cinnamon toast crunch. So, I have to say, both smell exactly right. Yeah, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Like, that is some pungent smell. Like, can't you smell the butter on that? I'm saying it's nailed, well, I don't know about that, but it has nailed the cereal smell. Yes. That one, ooh. (laughs) It didn't get you on the aftertaste? It's like Auntie Anne's, yeah. Ants. Like cinnamon pretzels? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It 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 underwhelms. Ooh, I'm me. giving that one a seven out of ten. Really? So yeah. we just had very, very different. So you're picking that one over the Fruit Loops? Mm-hmm. Oh, I prefer the Fruit Loops. Fourteen fluid ounces, baby. Alright, well I'll maybe have like one more sip of the Fruit Loops when I eat my brownie. But otherwise It's not a brownie. My chocolate cake with sprinkles. So I've been eating while uh, while you've been talking, and because uh, I'm a grown man and not a white 2 kid, I'm more or less done with my meal. I have not eaten barely any. So while you uh, pound yours, let me tell the folks at home what we're doing. So yeah, we're celebrating one year of, of this show. Our first episode a year ago, Monsters, Inc. 
our second we dropped on the same day was Dexter's Laboratory. Uh, we agreed on those to to begin the cycle of going back and forth of, of making picks. Um, and so what we're going to do today is we're going to look back on one season of the show, and we are going to put together our top 10 list. In a way, it's sort of top 10 favorite episodes, uh, but what we're doing is we're counting down our top 10 favorite movies and shows that we revisited over the past year, and if there are other factors that go into that, then that's sort of included in our ranking. For example, like some of the shows weren't exactly my favorite, but I enjoyed watching it with you so much, I enjoyed our discussion so much, it ended up on my top 10. Sort of like our top 10 favorite experiences of doing the show, if that makes sense. Both the episode itself and the movie show, uh, whatever. Um, so we're going to follow the the lead of many uh, great film podcasts, Colors of the Dark, F this movie, and we're going to do our top 10s. But if somebody has something on their top 10 that is higher on the other person's list, we're going to sort of table it and come back to it. So, for example, if I put Monsters, Inc. as number 10 on my list, but Taylor had it as number 7, we would wait until Taylor's number 7 to discuss it. We would just sort of pass my turn. Um, we have excluded Monsters, Inc., and I think we also excluded Dexter's Laboratory mm-hmm. uh, because, like we said, we agreed on those from the top, and like we knew that we liked those things going in. We chose them as early episodes uh, because they would be foolproof in a way. Um, but anything else is on the table. Our birthday specials, Christmas specials, Halloween specials, uh, any of our 100 years of Disney stuff, which kind of goes outside the realm of what we do, any of the experiences that we've done, um, any way that food falls into this conversation, it, it you know it may or may not. Um, anything is on the table uh, in terms of what can make the list. Uh, do you have? I feel like we should just do the chocolate cake before we start the countdown. I was just about to say, I'm forgoing the corn. The rest of it, I think. Let's dive in. Okay. So. Uh, it would not be uh, complete without having a French fry fall into it. Uh, okay, I was actually going to make the joke and say it wouldn't be the same unless corn got into everything. So you which can see did. both of us have like a lump. It's because both of us had fries fall into it. And I could have moved it, but I didn't because you didn't move it when you were Y2Kid. There is a piece of corn, excuse me, not corn, a French fry. You're joking. At least in one of ours. Oh, great. It's yours. <laughs> Great. Wait, what? What? I would have moved it. I never moved it. <laughs> I'm just going to have like a potato cake. Okay, just eat it. All right. All right, let's go for it. All right. Ooh. This has, okay, uh, it has confetti sprinkles that you, you pull out. You add when it's done microwaving, which you felt. Oh, and mine's coming out in one giant chunk. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a little uh, tougher than I would expect. Um... I'm expecting it to be molten lava because I'm just like, I have that like Pavlovian pudding feeling in my head. All right, let's go for it. Oh, wow. Oh, there's some crunchy uh, sprinkles. Are they? Mm-hmm. All right, let me see what I got. It distinctly lacks flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does taste like those brownies used to taste, though. I guess so. I feel like I really just must have gotten whichever one had pudding. Yeah, there was a fish sticks one. You're right. I think 
Yeah, there's like a pizza one. Like a pepperoni Ooh. pizza one. I'm going to look that up at some point when you're talking. So you're just going to ignore what I'm saying? And... You look things up all the time. Okay. It tastes like chocolate bread. <laughs> like, it's not a bad way to put it. I don't see the french fry. So you must have the french fry. I guess I ate it. And I you ate it in one bite? It, it, it came out in one bite and it's about two inches long. Yeah, this is not very good at all. I don't know why I'm still eating it. Because I'm addicted to sugar. Yeah. But I'm going to wash it down with some cinnamon toast crunch milk. Some cinnamon milk? Some cinnamon milk, if you will. Okay, I want to give a quick preface for our top ten. Before? Why would you say that right before you drink? Hold on. Well, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> It's a classic bit, folks. I don't know if you got it at home, but... Anyway, our preface is... <coughs> there were two things I didn't include... ASMR. First tip of the day, folks. There were two things I didn't include in my top ten that maybe you did and maybe we, we can table those conversations, but I would like to bring up two honorable mentions before we begin. All right. In a year of this show, we have had two guests, and neither one of those movies cracked my top ten. We had 54 eligible titles. I cannot believe in a year of doing the show, which is 52 weeks, that we've taken very few weeks off and uh, doubled up so much that we have 54 eligible titles. Um, those movies themselves just didn't crack my list, but our episode on uh, The Santa Claus with Sean and our episode on Chicken Run with Jess, those are two of my favorite people to talk uh, movies with. And those episodes were a lot of fun, and I wanted to include them in some way in our conversation. We don't have a ton of guests on this show because, like, it, we don't really advertise. Like, you know, doing the Drew Barrymore on, like, you can see what we're going to cover. And people kind of claim stuff, uh, claimed stuff early on, excuse me. Um, we kind of just leave it as a surprise um, to, the, to each other, really what we're going to talk about and so it kind of makes it difficult to get guests in the fold but both of them um kind of brought their own ideas to us and we had had great experiences talking movies with them before and we wanted to have them on and i loved both of those episodes one of them is on my list <clears throat> all right well we'll we'll tackle it then uh would you like to start sure but i i do just want to say <coughs> i'm so I sorry i'm like so mucked up from this i'm gonna be coughing and stuff Okay. Um, I think we're going to have wildly different lists. I think so. That's my prediction. Ah, ah. I'm going to say we share three. Mm, I think I, – okay, I, I'm going to – I'll say about three as well. Three, four, somewhere in that range. All right. Would you like to give your number ten? Yes. I am starting with something that I know is not on your list, and that is the Magic School Bus. That is not on my list. You didn't like it as a kid. Nope. You didn't like it when we watched it. Nope. It would be higher if you had liked it and not dragged the conversation down. <laughs> um, but I so thoroughly enjoyed going back and watching The Magic School Bus. Um, I felt like it just did such a, like, it just does such a great job, like, educating kids and even adults. I learned things on the, on uh, while watching the show. Um, it does such a great job educating in a, in a, in a digestible way. I'm so sorry. Um... And, yeah, I just really enjoyed recording the episode and everything that we had to do with the episode. All right. My number 10 
is The Mask. Higher on mine. All right. We will table that one. Your number nine. My date with the president's daughter. <laughs> also not on my list. Um, did You're just going to pick all of your episodes. <laughs> like that yeah pretty much um most of them um i just really loved going back and watching this i feel like it just like really that was one of the movies that brought me back the most i think where i went like oh my gosh i haven't seen this in 15 years but i still remember it beat for beat for beat and it was just such a blast like watching you watch it um because you were just very like what the hell is going on like this movie is terrible which always makes things like more fun for me um and yeah made number nine all right my number nine is uh, something i'm pretty sure you don't have on your list winnie the pooh blood and honey I will be dead before that's on an, that's e- before it's even considered for an honorable mention. <laughs> Screw that movie. I put it on uh, my list because I enjoyed our conversation so much, and I also just like I loved having the ability to do something sort of within our realm. We also talked about the Tigger movie that episode, sort of within our realm, but really just give uh, myself an excuse to drag Taylor to um, a terrible horror movie, which was, the, you know, it's definitely in the realm of So Bad It's Good. We did it on like Valentine's Day, I think, it was like the day that it was playing or like the day before or something. Um, so it was extra torturous. And um, I just got a big kick out of that, and it's one of my favorite things that we've done. We don't often venture out uh, for this show. Uh, we have one coming up, actually, and I have another one on my list. But I like when we get the excuses to do that, and and that was a fun one. He likes seeing me miserable, really, is what it is. You are number eight. <laughs> okay, well, another one of my picks. Uh-huh. Uh, now that you pointed this out, I feel kind of bad. Um, the Replacements. I, I get, listen the replacements it's fine no i the replacements is on here because that was such a pleasant surprise for me i remembered watching um the show but i kind of chose it because i was just interested and in, it, it felt to me like did anybody else watch this show is this just some weird memory that i have um and it was so good like, I was blown away by the quality of the show. Um, I can't believe that, you know, like, we don't, more people don't talk about that in those, like, you know, shows that only I remember, blah, 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 you know, part 168. I can't believe it doesn't get mentioned more because it is so good. It is so, so good. Um, and I, I just, like, was blown away the whole entire time we watched it. Like, y- you mentioned this on the episode, but, like, I was literally glued to the screen. So, that's why it's on here. Good baseball episode. Yes. All right. Uh, that was your number eight? Uh, yes, it was. So my number eight is a discovery for me, um, something that we agreed upon for our movie star March Madness, but a movie I had never seen and really dug, which we also did for, I guess, 100 years of Disney, which is Princess and the Frog. I was so close to having that on my list. Um, that was also, like, such a amazing discovery for me as well. Um, I feel like... We again, we don't often have the opportunity to discover things on this show, um, just because of the nature of reminiscing. Um, excuse me, I didn't mean to like breathe in and get choked up. Um, but yeah, Princess and the Frog is now like one of my favorite Disney movies. Yeah, it's uh, I said this at the time, I skipped it when it came out because I was a 12 year old boy and I thought I was, you know, too old for that stuff, and especially, uh, you know, it was too girly for me. Uh, but going back and, and 
giving it a shot here. It is so much fun. It's so vibrant. It's so colorful. It's got great characters. It's like all the things that you like about Disney and Disney princesses. And uh, I think it's definitely one of their more underrated entries in their canon. And, you know, we're doing really 11 months of this uh, 100 years of Disney thing that's going to end with Wish at the end of the year. Um, I don't think that anything else was a discover will be a discovery for me. I think I've seen everything else that we have on our list. And so that was that was a, a fun excuse. I, you see, I love excuses here. Um, a fun excuse to um, uh, give something a shot for the first time. Absolutely. I feel like I find myself like singing the songs now. Um, I find myself like, well, I, like I see a lot of, oh, there's been a lot of like videos on TikTok where um, people will sing the main song and like be like, this is my audition for Tiana in a live action or whatever since um, uh, Ariel has been close to coming out and I like stop and watch every single one of them. Like I just, I love that people love this movie. I love that I'm now one of those people. Like I, everything about it just makes me happy. Uh, this makes it your number seven. Mm-hmm. And that is Chicken Run. Okay. It would be higher if I liked the movie a ton. Yeah. Um, but I loved the conversation that we had. That's one of my favorite episodes of all time. Basically, if Jess is on the show, it's gonna be one of my favorite episodes of all time. The girl does something to me, okay? She does something to me that just brings out my zaniest funniest, arguably annoyingest um, yeah. personality traits. I love her. I love her. I love her. Um, Jess, if you're listening to this, I, I'm i just so in love with you um, and, and all of our collaborations. But yeah, I had such a great time talking um, with her about Chicken Run, um, doing our British Invasion episode. Like, that's always fun, doing something a little bit out of the norm. But also, I loved the like side tangents and conversations we had it was so free-flowing of like some nicher things that uh we reminisced as a as a kid that are the same across the pond and yeah so our longest episode to date for those very reasons cracked uh actually didn't quite crack 90 minutes but very close um and uh she's always great well both her and sean because they have to stay up late for us to record because they're uh, many hours ahead of us so we appreciate that. Uh, my number seven is also a recent episode, and it's honestly at this point less, but the episode and just the movie is just so damn good, and that is the original Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, I put it on my list because uh, the movie's great. The movie slaps. Uh, rewatching it, basically rewatching it in the remake, watching the remake and going like, oh, yeah, all those things that I like about that first movie – uh, I can see why I like them when it doesn't work. You know, I can see why it's successful um, the first time around. And we had also at that time uh, just gone to the Franklin Institute and done their Disney 100 uh, retrospective, which is just a big trip that we took to Philly recently. And so all of that combined just made it a really fun experience for me. I agree. I think that, um, I, listen, anything Philly, I'm down for. Um, yeah, that was a really fun series of events that I just feel like chronicled a really long time period. It felt like we worked on that piece forever because we did Philly forever ago, watched the original forever ago, and then just recently watched um, the new one when it came out. And so, yeah, I feel like I feel like that's a that's a good pick. 
Uh, it feels a little cheap because, like, yeah, of course, Princess and the Frog and Little Mermaid are great. Like, should I really be putting them on my top ten? But it also just felt disingenuous to leave them off. Go with your gut, man. Yeah, there are no rules. Exactly. It's our show. It's literally our show. All right, number six. Here we have the mask. So let's talk about okay, it. Let's talk about it. Um, so and remind me where this was on your list. This is my number ten. Okay. Uh, so the mask I had actually speaking of discoveries. <coughs> excuse me. Cinnamon milk is getting to me. Um, I had never seen the mask. I chose it because I knew that Taylor liked it. And for whatever reason, I, I don't know if it was another episode that we had done that involved Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey was on the brain. And, you know, this year of his mask, Dumb and Dumber, uh, Ace Ventura uh, output is sort of unmatched and feels very much like um, – of why two kids Mount Rushmore in a way. And uh, so I wanted to revisit, or not revisit this, but I wanted to watch this for the first time and have Taylor watch it, revisit it. Uh, and that movie's really great and it works really well and it's held up really well. We also watched the animated series, which doesn't technically land on my list, but um, is essentially just a continuation of, of the movie and does all of those same bits really well. I think at the time I, I, I knighted uh, Jim Carrey as some sort of, um, king of Y2 Kids. I still feel that way uh, to a certain degree uh, because he feels like a huge part of our childhood. And so I was just so happy to give this new thing a shot and have it work out. Listen, Patrick is... Patrick is like an in, a walking encyclopedia when it comes to film history. I know that we don't even like nearly flex those, those muscles... Um, enough on this show especially because it's very anecdotal it's very personal um but he is and so it is very 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 rare that i show him a movie especially one of such like merit and like that people you know love so much it's very rare that i get the opportunity to show him a movie like that so even though it was his pick um <clears throat> i love i love those opportunities to be like in while you're experiencing something for the first time um, you get to do that a lot with me, um, but I very rarely get to do it with you, which is part of the reason that it was so high on my list. I just, I just love those moments. Um, I loved our conversation with, uh, for the, for the mask. I loved revisiting it. I was just so prepared for it to age horribly, um, based on the things that I remembered and it held up so well. Um, and now that I'm an adult, I feel like I appreciated it in a whole new way now that I understand all the jokes and, and all the dirty, naughty things about it. But yeah, it was, it, it just really blew me away. And when he uh, pulls out a bazooka to kill that cop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> it held up in terms of being um, not outright horrific, but I'm not saying that it was um, always great. Uh. <clears throat> God, the cinnamon milk, y'all. I'm so sorry. Uh, number six, I chose This Is What Dreams Are Made Of. Higher on mine. All right. We will table that conversation. That means it is your number five. My number five is Lilo and Stitch the movie. It was It was like, do I take Little Mermaid off because no shit that movie's good and make a spot for Lilo and Stitch? And I was like, I, I just like, I'd just be lying to myself. Lilo and Stitch is so unbelievable. It's really good. It is. It's it's borderline a perfect movie. I will go that far. I know. I would. I mean, I 
I mean, no notes. I mean, it's just, it's so perfect. Every performance is perfect. All the songs slap. It's visually very stunning. Like, it just is such... You were wearing your Stitch uh, PJ shirt just last night. I was wearing my Stitch PJ shirt just last night. Um, uh, thanks for reminding me about that. Yeah, Patrick got me that for Christmas um, because we enjoyed our Lilo and Stitch conversation so much. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is such a good movie. I'm looking really forward to the live-action movie. Um, obviously, I have very modest expectations given the track record of live-action um, live adaptations. But, listen, if they can do it right, I'm, all, I'm here for it. Like, I'm going to see it regardless. I love Lilo and Stitch. I'm, I'm very, very excited. You might be surprised by my number five. Okay. It is Degrassi, The Next Generation. Trust that it is higher on mine. <laughs> I had a feeling. Uh, so that means you're number four. I feel like maybe this is higher on yours. I don't know. Um, I'm glad my mom died. It is higher on mine. All right. So I feel like we're entering maybe like the, the area where we're overlapping a little bit. This is getting very confusing for the folks at home. When we're done, we will do our 10 to 1 yes. separately. Yes. Um, um, so that makes my number four. Oh, yeah. Because that was your number four, right? Uh, My number four is Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, I struggled. I struggled with whether or not to include this. (laughs) So for anybody that hasn't listened to those two episodes specifically, Whose Line was one of our uh, earliest episodes. Uh, It was the one where we had the Long John Silvers. Um, It It was was Patrick's pick. I had never seen it. It was my pick. I it was like episode like number seven of the show. And I was like, I feel like I'm cheating. I feel like I should do like SpongeBob or something. But this just like, I just watched it as a kid and it falls within our range and I'm going to do it. And we ended up watching the hell out of that show. It at the time was on HBO Max, which is now Max. And I don't even know if it's still on there anymore. But at the time it was. And we were just, I mean, we watched two, at least two a day. I mean, we, I mean and sometimes like five. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we just, watched it every single day. And because there's like 700 episodes, like we like barely made a dent. I mean, we watched the original. We, we watched, we tried the British version. We watched some of the new revival. I mean, we watched the hell out of it. And then we bought tickets to see both Colin and Brad from that show perform. They do a, a, a show together. One of them got COVID. The show got postponed to this year. We're going to do that episode later in the year. And to see uh, a show called Who's Live, which has Ryan from the show, and it has uh, uh, Greg from the show, and a couple guys who do um, the modern incarnation of the show. And it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, we did an episode on it. If you want to listen to our full breakdown, the guys were the guys were uh, buzzed. If we're being nice, they were heavily intoxicated. <laughs> if we're not they being were nice, savagely drunk. If we're being honest, they were terrible, and they collected their check, and it was a huge childhood crusher for me. And we never ever watched another episode of Who's Live. And that is why it's not on my list. I just, listen, the highs were high. Yeah. Okay. Like our, I will never take for granted, you know, like I'm <laughs> talking, about, I'm talking about it like a toxic ex, but it is, that's how it feels to me. Like I will never take our time together for granted, but it's just soured for me now. And, um, yeah, I don't want the PR people of whose line is it anyways to be able to use a pull quote from me because I listed it in my top 10. Um, because yeah, it, it, it hurt me. I would love to talk to the PR people of Who's Live, though. 
Oh yeah, I would love. I would love to give them a quote. I'll give them. Some they quotes. they will not use them, but uh... at the time when we recorded the episode, we were like, we should like, you know, we we should kind of be nice. We should kind of dance around it because you know. I don't even remember why, but we had good reasons. And I'm thinking to myself, well, think man, sh- fuck them. No, I think that the show is – our show is still pretty new. I mean, in general, we like to be pretty – We try to be positive. We try to be positive on the show, yeah. I mean, like – We we'll, don't just come on and do, like, a hit piece. No, we'll – I mean, we will talk about things honestly, and we will tell you when things don't age super well. But we also, like, don't want to shit on, like, real people is another part of it. I will say, like – um, when that happened, again, we, we tried to be positive on the show and just kind of, like, be a little careful about it. I kind of thought that, like, maybe with time, I would realize that, like, it wasn't that bad, actually, and maybe we were just really shocked. Um, but if anything, if I'm being honest, I think the more I've sat with it, the more I've gone, like, that was really shitty, and uh, we were never able to get a refund for it. Um, Ticketmaster just blew me off. Yeah, we also just had a horrible experience at the venue. We Again, we talked about this more on the episode, but, like, people were literally – everyone was drunk except for us. Yeah. Um, and we basically, like, people were climbing over seats. Like, literally someone climbed over our heads in the middle of the show, which if you don't believe us, like – Oh, that, that's the thing. That is the thing is, like – are we are we doing some assuming here? Are we guessing that they're drunk? How do we know that they're drunk? Oh, we saw them drinking at the bar next to the theater before the show. Yes, we literally saw them drinking outside in public next to the theater before the show. Because we were walking past and Patrick was like, is that? No, and no, I, was I wasn't like, like, is that? I went, that's Bill Murray's brother. Oh, and I went like, no, no, no. Um, and I thought, you know, maybe he's he's someone, he knows someone in town and they're having one beer or whatever. Like, I don't care. You know, you're not uh, a lawyer. I don't care if you yeah. you have a beer. But then when they literally all came up, and like, again, how do you know that they're drunk? Are you just assuming? No, they actually openly admitted it, admitted it multiple times <laughs> and kept making it the butt of every joke. Yeah. Like, I think that there yeah. was a joke where he was like, like, I'm gonna, like, pee my pants or something. I'm so drunk, I think. I mean, it was pretty freaking bad. So I, I liked Whose Line so much, and this experience got so ridiculous. And we're continuing this conversation because Colin and Brad got postponed by a year, and we're not seeing them until August. And so it's become, like, I feel like part of the Y2 Kids lore and so that's what I like about it so much. And we really did like the show a ton for like a month period. And so um, I felt like uh, it, it, it needed to be represented. Thank you for doing it. You're welcome. So that means that this is your number three? Uh, here I have This Is What Dreams Are Made Of. Okay, so let's talk about it. Listen, it made it into the top three because it was our first ever Y2 Kids event. That's so cool. Um, we have another really exciting, it's not an event, but another exclusive opportunity um, coming up later this summer that Patrick and I are just like foaming at the mouth about. We're so excited. We're not going to uh, tease it too early, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um But yeah, this is what dreams are made of. We are so grateful to um, the awesome team there that uh, allowed us to come. Uh, We went in Baltimore, but they do it all over. So this is a a Y2K theme, primarily Disney and things in that realm, dance party. So it's for essentially Y2 kids who are now all grown up and can go to the club. Um, They blast the music. They take uh, requests. They do costume contests. They do um, uh, uh, lip sync contests. They have themed drinks. It's just a big, like, let out your inner child night. 
Yes, and I am all about that. I feel like people our age are generally all about that. Um, you might be listening and you might have heard from, excuse me, heard about us because of that. If you are, hello, thank you for being here um, and for being a part of this. Um, but yeah, I just had so much fun. Um, it was at a venue that Patrick and I really, really like, Baltimore Soundstage, if you're in the area. Um, shout out to them. I just feel like they always... They always run a really tight ship, you know, everything's clean, everything's enjoyable, you know, everything is safe. Like, I just really, really enjoy um, all of our experiences at Baltimore Soundstage, and that was no different. So, um, it is up there, it cracked my top three, because um, I'm just so grateful for the opportunities that this podcast and beyond, this, you know, featurepresentationvideo.com have afforded us. I have a feeling I know what your number one is, and so I'm curious what your number two is. Uh, my number three is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. All right. Uh, yeah, the king the king of white two kids, Jim Carrey, man. I mean, we fucking love this movie, and it's become a Christmas tradition in our house. It was not like, uh, oh, is this going to hold up? No, I knew because I had watched it the year before around Christmas. Um, I love that movie. I love the performance. People hate it. I am unapologetic about how much I love it, and I love the Grinch in general. I love all versions of the Grinch, and so... Um, it was just, it was just an excuse for me to nerd out for 45 minutes and, uh, I had a blast doing it. Um, and this is not on my list, not because I, not because I disagree with any of those things, but just because I think How the Grinch Stole Christmas, especially this movie for me, it really transcends like Why Two Kids. Like, yes, it is a huge part of my childhood, but also we watch it every single year because it is that good. It is a total banger when it comes to Christmas um and so I just felt like I wanted to save my my spaces for things that were really specific to this show specific to being a kid things that um you know uh, stood out I felt that way that was like why Little Mermaid kind of was in and out of my list for a minute but it was at a certain point it was just like I like this too much and like if I'm being honest with myself I like it more than I like the mask you know, like it's just a fact. So yes, outside factors, um, but it's just it's it's one of the more representative things of my taste on this show. I think. All right, my number two. I think that you think what I have for number two is actually my number one. Um, so that means that your number two is Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Oh, never mind. You had it all correct. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, my number two is Degrassi. Oh, I forgot about Degrassi. Of course, uh, it was higher up on your list. Yeah. Um, Degrassi is obviously number two. I mean, listen, it was my birthday special. Like, nothing else could be better for me um, than my birthday special that I handpicked. I love Degrassi. I still watch Degrassi all the time. But if we are, if we are choosing one show that is, like, literally the definition of my childhood in, like, adolescence, it is Degrassi. It was my everything. It still is my everything. Um, I loved having an opportunity to force Patrick to watch it because he, you know, he'll come in and out when I'm like watching it on TV and he just always like poos on it all the time and goes like, this is crazy or whatever. He doesn't want to hear about it. And like, fair enough, Degrassi's not for everybody. Um, but to have an opportunity to really share with him like the lore and like what makes Degrassi so special, not only to me, but to a, you know, actually not even our generation but multiple generations of people um was just like the best thing I could have ever asked for for my birthday I don't know how I'm gonna top it I feel like I started with the greatest thing ever um and yeah I just I loved I loved that episode I put it on my list uh one because of your love of it so much but also because like I finally like understood it a little bit I still like 
don't like it, but I was definitely just like constantly intrigued and I always felt like I needed to watch more to better understand it. And like we've watched it since, like Taylor will be like put on the Pluto station for Degrassi and I'll be like, okay, you know, and like we'll watch it for an hour or something. Um, I am most interested in it as like a nerd, as like a, you know, pop culture history thing and i find the genesis of it really interesting i find the different eras of it really interesting i find the canada versus american thing interesting obviously we spent a lot of time on the episode talking about the school shooting episode which i don't think i will ever get over um you know there is like so much about it that i i, I liked it more as like an academic exercise and i actually enjoyed it obviously i never watched it as a kid i have no nostalgia um uh to go along with it but taylor has so much that in general that conversation and that discovery uh was like oh this is why we do the show yeah i feel like you know i am very much like a renaissance person like i know I, maybe that's not the maybe that's the incorrect use of the word but i know a lot or i know a little about a lot of things like you're a jack of all trades yeah. but a master of none yes thank you um uh very, that is very much that very much describes me i was a double major and a minor in college because i literally couldn't choose what to study i just wanted to study everything i find everything really fascinating um but again i i also like tire out really easily and get really burnt out really easily so um there's very few things that i know a lot about i think degrassi maybe is in the top five things i know the most about ever um i can really just rattle off about degrassi for hours upon hours upon hours um i'm just such a super fan and um i, I know that i'm not even in the top you know a thousand of other people who know so much about the show but it is it is just so unbelievably special to me i have invested so much time into the lore into um all bits and pieces of the show and um yeah i just I, it makes me so happy that this was on your list because that was just so special for me my number two uh it looks like it didn't make your list in any way uh is survivor pearl islands you know i thought about putting that on there but i i honestly think it was just like a we're very far removed from it at this point. Um, I really enjoyed uh, our discussion about it. I really enjoyed watching it while we were watching it. I kind of, you know, especially, you know, in retrospect, I wish that, like, Survivor had taken the place of Who's Line in terms of, like, us continuing, excuse me, to watch it. Um, I, I wish that we had put more time into Survivor, but it is a very daunting thing to put a lot of time in um, because there's just so much of it. Um I'm also fairly certain that we watched the best season. Like, it's a season that many consider to be the best. And then we started to kind of dabble in other seasons. We, you know, uh, well, number one, Paramount Plus is so infuriating, but that's a conversation for another time. Watched a little bit of season one. I think we chose, like, a random season in the middle. We were, like, trying the season that was on at the time, and it was like, none of these are as good. <laughs> I think we watched the best one already. Yeah, so um, that's why it's not on mine. But, yeah, I, I really did love that um, experience. It was also just, like, a lot of work for us because, you know, it's however many episodes, 15 episodes, um, which is a lot more than we typically watch for this. It's normally, like, a movie. Maybe we'll do a 20-minute show and we'll, we'll watch 90 minutes of it. Um, every once in a while we do our double features. It's not very common that we're going to dedicate so much time to this. Even when we watched all that Who's Line, it was after we recorded the episode. We just wanted to keep watching it. Um, this was like 
a lot of prep for a long time, you know, watching it for a couple weeks and then like, okay, now we're done. Now we'll do it as the next episode. Um, and yeah, I just enjoyed that, that season so much. It has so many um, Survivor All-Stars on it that uh, revisiting that show as a kid and remembering all the things that I remembered and getting to show you all the Johnny Fairplay crap. Um, it was, yeah, I think it was because of how much I liked it and how much we put into it lands very high on my list. Yeah, I feel like I I just ho- I hold Survivor in such a like strong place in my heart. I mean, I, I think I mentioned I'm sure I mentioned this when we recorded the episode, you know, however long ago. But um, I didn't really watch it too much as a kid. I watched it more as a teen. Um, but I will say that like that said, I would like play Survivor a lot. Like my basic understanding of Survivor, and I would like literally. I loved. I was an only child, so I had to be very creative with the things that I did um to pass the time. Um, and one of those things is I would love to like go outside and pretend that I was like living off the wilderness and like on an island and you know, I would scavenge for sticks and I would be like, mom, can you give me a lighter? But I'm going to pretend that I just made a fire. And like, I would, um, like, I don't know, just do all sorts of stuff. I would like eat blueberries off of our blueberry bush and be like, this is all I have. So like survivor clearly even not watching it, like just entered the zeitgeist very early on in our childhood of like, um, of just like, you just knew what it was, you know, you knew people watched it, you knew it was really popular. Um, even if you weren't watching it yourself and, for that, I feel like it goes into the it does go into the Y two K kind of Hall of Fame. Uh, your number one is sorry, I spoiled it. Yeah, it's okay. Um, mine is Puss in Boots at the Last Switch. I also didn't spoil it for anybody who listened to the show; like they knew this was coming. Yeah, um, it is my favorite episode ever. It is my favorite, favorite, favorite episode ever. I felt like that was just the best discussion that we've had on the show. I feel like we really. I don't know. It was it just felt like everything was perfect and flowed to me. Uh, all right. I just feels like I mean, that episode was an hour long and it was you for 55 of those minutes. So, number one, I don't know what discussion you're talking about. And number two, now all of a sudden you have nothing to say is it because you got it out all out already? No, I stopped talking because you were like flabbergasted over there. I just are like I just kick it over the fact this is the best conversation it's the best conversation you've ever had in a mirror. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm kidding of course, but uh, yeah, I, sure I, I liked it. You know I don't I it don't. Was also, it was also one of my favorite movies of the year. Like yeah, you did put, you did put it very high on. I'm gonna say it was number it's, it's two, three. number three. My my one two three for 2022 were uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth, The Menu, and then Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Yeah, and uh, just like on that top ten, even if it did crack my top ten, I would leave it off simply for the fact that, that Taylor would bring it up anyway, and I knew she was going to bring it up. Um, I like it. I feel like it's also representative of our Shrek uh, episode, which I feel like got a little, a uh, um, little bit of short shrift here. Yeah, you know, I, I, I wanted to give an honorable mention to Shrek. It was like. Very close to being on my list. I really loved that conversation as well. But I just felt like I didn't want to have Puss in Boots and Shrek. And, like, Puss in Boots had to be on that list because, um, yeah, like, we would never have gone to see that movie if it weren't for our love for Shrek. Like, separate from this show and us liking to find opportunities to watch new things occasionally, like, if neither of us had had such a deep love and connection to Shrek, 
we would not have just given up a night for an episode, you know, and, and we did because of that love and it, it just ended up being so unbelievably worth it. I think it's just like one of the greatest animated films that I've seen ever. Like, I just love it so much. Uh, my number one, do you remember what it is? Because it was on your list, it got tabled. Oh, wait. Let oh, me... well, don't cheat. Uh, oh, yep. I'm glad my mom died. Yes, I'm glad my mom died. That, I think, is the best conversation we've ever had. Um, we, you know, I'm going to talk about dedicating some time. We listened to the audiobook, um, Jeanette McCurdy's book, I'm Glad My Mom Died. We listened to the audiobook uh, on some road trips that we had. And I felt like. Um, this is not something that we want to do on this show often. If it was, we would do it more. But every once in a while to like cut the crap for a minute and be like, okay, no snacks, no ridiculous stuff. Like let's be adults and talk about our childhood stuff and like see how um, some of it was hurtful or damaging or it wasn't this, you know, wonderland that we thought it was. Like I said, this show is mainly about pretending that <laughs> those things were great and that kid cuisine was awesome, and it's just about fun. It's just about nostalgia. Um, but at a certain point, it would be disingenuous to like, um, you know, commit to the bit to a certain extent. And so, listening to that book, learning what we learned, I feel like having that frank conversation about um, how it opened our eyes and what we learned about Hollywood and Nickelodeon and and that era. Um, I feel like it's the deepest we've ever gone. And yeah, it definitely sticks out to me. I still think it's our most listened to episode. Um, along, I think Puss and Boots is on that list as well. And so, yeah, I just feel like um, the, the, the people had it right. It was a good show. Yeah, I mean, I, I really loved that episode. I think it's maybe a little bit lower because I was just like very nervous that episode. I think it ended up being a really great discussion. I totally, totally agree with you there. Um, but I had a lot of anxieties going into this because, like we've said, you know, a couple times already on this episode, we like to keep things, you know, light and happy. I mean, part of doing the show is, like, healing our own inner child and just, like, honoring the things that we, you know, that brought us happiness as kids. Um, because as much as we like to think that life is just sunshine and rainbows, sometimes it's not. And sometimes uh, we look to media to, to I don't know, to be cheered up and to, you know, find solace and find comfort and find life lessons. And, you know, and like, we really like to lean into that positivity here. Um, so I was very anxious, uh, going into that episode. I, I felt like I was never going to have the right words, but I feel like we landed at a place that was authentic to us. And it was a very, very good conversation. Um, and I loved the book so much. I loved listening to you via audio book so much. She does, uh, I'm just going to shout this out again. If you haven't already read the book, I can't recommend doing it via audiobook enough because it truly is. Um, I think it, I, I've, I've talked to a couple people who have um, like read it versus listening to the audiobooks, and I think that hearing her say the things just really, she's kind of deadpan in her humor, in her just like way of being, um, and she's very open about that. So I feel like when you hear her actually speaking it, um, the emotions are a lot clearer. Um, and it's just very vulnerable and very, um, I don't know, it just feels like you, you're you like 
listening to this person and you're like getting to know this person on a really on a really intimate level um so I love that experience I would I really would love to be less afraid of talking about heavy stuff like that and would like to do things like that more often obviously we still want to keep it light and fun on the show uh as much as we can but um I feel like those conversations are very important to have and also I as last night as we're recording this so on June June 9th um I believe it's I think they're on season three now of the new iCarly reboot and um Freddie and Carly finally got together they finally kissed great uh <laughs> I didn't know that they didn't do that in the original show no because he's with Sam oh oh yeah yeah um yeah well letting folks know when we record huh uh what <laughs> I'm just being silly we actually have a, a little uh um inside how the sausage gets made for our upcoming episodes coming up. But first, let's do our 10 through 1. Um, I will do mine very quickly. Uh, with honorable mentions to our Chicken Run and Santa Claus episodes. <clears throat> Sorry, folks, the cinnamon milk just won't uh, let go of its hold on me. Uh, number 10, The Mask. Number 9, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. 8, Princess and the Frog. Number 7, The Original Little Mermaid. 6, the This is What Dreams Are Made of Dance Party. Number five, Degrassi, The Next Generation. Number four, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Number three, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Number two, Survivor, Pearl Islands. And number one, Jeanette McCurdy's I'm Glad My Mom Died. Number 10 for me is The Magic School Bus. Number nine, My Date with the President's Daughter. Number eight, The Replacements. Number seven, Chicken Run. Six, The Mask. Five, Lilo and Stitch, the movie. Four, I'm Glad My Mom Died. Three, This Is What Dreams Are Made Of. Two, Degrassi, The Next Generation. And Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Uh, I feel like I ditched the numbers there. I'm sorry, towards the end. I'm sorry, you get the idea. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, happy birthday again, Taylor. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to all of you guys who have been listening to us and um, hopefully buying some of the snacks that we retried and um, realized that we actually really liked. Um, hopefully you've been watching things along with us um, and hopefully you're engaging with us uh, online at futurepresentationvideo.com. But happy birthday to everyone uh, new and old who have been here from the beginning or who have recently joined us. Uh, something along the lines of you look like a monkey and you smell like one too, right? Wasn't that part of the Y2 Kids birthday song? Um, yeah, I, I was always a big fan of the cha-cha-chas. Oh, God, of course. Of course you would have been. Okay. <laughs> uh, so coming up on the show, uh, we're not taking any time off, uh, but we are sort of in a way taking a summer vacation. Uh, we are taking an actual vacation where we're going to be away from home for a while. And we come back, we are baking a bunch of episodes essentially through most of the summer, aside from that one experience Taylor was talking about. Uh, we are kind of taking the summer off while also giving you guys episodes every week. So we've agreed on a bunch of titles through the summer, um, some uh, fun stuff coming up because we have episodes on July 4th. We have episodes on 7-11 coming up. Uh, so we've got lots of fun stuff planned, all stuff that we've agreed on, and then we will come back with um, our kitschy thing that we do, I think around the middle of August, which seems so far away now. Uh, but listen, it's summer, and... Um, there's only 104 days of summer vacation, and school comes. You get the idea. 
<laughs> one of my favorite uh, theme songs ever. It's one of the best. We should do like a, a theme song countdown at some point. Mm, that's a good one. There was one day, I think maybe we had just finished recording or something, and we were just in a silly, goofy mood. And we spent like like 90 minutes doing theme song quizzes <laughs> and battling each other of like they would play three seconds and you had to guess it um yeah we did that for like 90 minutes and we never recorded anything about that like that was just for us <laughs> so to say that we are healing our inner child here and in our lives uh we that's very much the case so next week is uh, one of your picks, quote unquote, although we've sort of agreed on everything over the summer. You know, we wanted to have everything that we do represented. And so you're doing uh, both the movie and the show for Lizzie McGuire. Yes, which um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but we um, I, I, I chose it you know, back a couple months ago when they had the, oh my God, I almost said 30th anniversary. We're not that old. When they had the 20th, 20th anniversary of the Lizzie McGuire movie, which was one of my favorites growing up. Um, I have a little bit less connection to the show. Um, I watched reruns um, mostly. I think it was just like a little mature as it was, as it was airing. And maybe not mature in content, but just mature as in like they were teenagers and I was a child. So I didn't watch teenager shows yet. Um, but yeah, like the Lizzie McGuire movie was something that I just absolutely adored. So when I saw that it was the 20th anniversary, it felt like the perfect time. And, um, I've already enjoyed what we've done so far and I'm looking forward to doing more. So yeah, want to make it clear. We are still putting on episodes every week. We're just going to like bank them all in a one week period. Uh, so we can take that summer vacation. Uh, the best place to find us between now and then is FeaturePresentationVideo.com. It is our website. It is the home of everything that we do. The Drew barrymore thon where we're watching every single Drew Barrymore movie, um, our flagship podcast, Feature Presentation, every review that we write, every column that we write, we do uh, movies, TV, theater, music, pop culture history over at FeaturePresentationVideo.com. You can put your email address in, and we will send you everything that we do for free, recent stuff that's been on there. I cover the Tribeca Film Festival. Um, I did a piece on courtroom movies and TV shows recently. Uh, Taylor uh, has one of her rom-com columns coming up. Uh, so we do lots of fun and different stuff over there. If you are not listening to us on the website, Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcast. Hopefully you've already rated us five stars, left us a nice review, uh, and we would love for you to check out our website. It's the easiest and best way to get the show delivered directly to your inbox, paywall-free, and no ads, nothing, five days a week. You can find me on Letterboxd at Taylor Malone. You can find me on Twitter at MailerTalone. Uh, I love chatting. I love chatting with you guys, so um, please do. I'm looking very forward to our vacation um but luckily you don't have to miss us we just get to miss you uh you can find me at patrick j regal everywhere you find people online the show is at y2kidspod on twitter you can also send us an email y2kidspod at gmail.com but like i said the best place to find is featurepresentationvideo.com you can find that link in the description of this episode put your email address in uh, we will send you everything that we do for free Next week, uh, Lizzie McGuire, all incarnations, and yeah. See you then. See you then.